0: So anyway, if you're new here and you, (laughs) you don't like you, you want here to, to get a podcast called Ornate Stairwells Mm -hmm. and you're like, why is this called non-homophobia zone? Thank you, Cam, for the art that will presumably, I, based on things
1: that they have said to us, we will have non-homophobia zone art by the time this episode goes out. And if we have to push this episode back a day to get the art, I'll do it. I'll fucking yeah. do it.
0: And if we don't, it's fine. Cam's yeah. busy. And yeah. also, like, yeah. it seems like working on launching a book is a lot of work.
1: Yeah, Cam is very, very busy. And so, Cam, if you're hearing this and the art's not done, please don't feel bad. Yeah. Please don't.
0: <laughs> but anyway, we're currently... Uh, seg after is on strike. We are not covering Struck work for the duration of the strike because we're we, supporting them.
1: We also... We could... Just go do Japanese movies or, or, or try to find a gray area. We decided not to. We're going to do some manga for right now.
0: Yeah. Um, which is kind of just what I've pivoted to and everything, but I yeah. like manga. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy with this. Um, and so uh, we had this thing with Ornate Stairwells where we would have the whole movie podcast. But before we actually recorded that. We would often just kind of be talking because we record together in my closet. Yeah. Uh, And so that like talking would just sort of come in and we'd like start recording and we'd just be joking around and talking. And then we'd actually record the podcast and we'd take that part where we just joked around and talk, which was sometimes five minutes and sometimes like 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I would clip it and I would put it at the end after our outro music, which is Bella Lugosi's Dead because the very first movie that we covered was The Hunger. And it, and we ended it with Bella Lugosi's Dead, and you were so anxious about ending it with a ten-minute song, and then I decided it'd be funny if we just did that <laughs> every it was time. Just every time it was that song, and so what what's happening right now is that you are listening to a a thing we you'll hear about how we actually did this later, but right now you're listening to us, and we're about to do the whole like time is weird and Lordran. We're about to do the whole, like, this is the end of the podcast thing that we say. And you'll know that it's the thing that we say, because it's going to be time with the music that you're probably hearing right now. And then it's going to go into Bella Lugosi's dead.
1: I should read an Elric book before the next time we do this podcast. And then
0: it's going to come back. Like, the song will be ending, and there's, like, the last time where the strings will go, like... And then the podcast is going to start. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to listen to the podcast, which we christened the non-homophobia zone, like, back in the day, when it yeah. was just a short segment. Yeah. And when it was we just called a it sometimes that... Sometimes short and sometimes
1: 45-minute segment.
0: Yes. And we called it that because at some point we joked that it's homophobic not to listen to all of Bela Lugosi's dead. Yeah. So it's the non-homophobia zone... But now this is the whole podcast cuz we're not doing the first part that's movies. Yeah. So we you're 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 about to just listen to all Bella Gosi's dad and I'm sorry that, that you have to listen to 10 minutes before getting to the actual podcast.
1: But it's a good song, so like
0: yeah, just deal with it.
1: Yeah, just deal with it.
0: Oh, I've told you it's 10 minutes, so if you really want to skip you can, but it is a little homophobic. It's a
1: little homophobic. Every time I listen to the podcast, I just smash that fast forward button. Every time.
0: I not believe you. <laughs> I don't even know if Nanahachi is real anymore. Nanahachi is real! Nanahachi is real.
1: we do this podcast? So, are we? So, are we in the non-homophobia zone right now?
0: Are we in? So, the way that I'm thinking about, yeah, us properly editing that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me. Is because there's still a routine to the way that we record things. Sure, sure. But I still want to have a little bit before we say "Nanahachi is real." Uh huh. Please don't repeat it or else this podcast is over.
1: Nanahachi is real. <laughs> you said something. <laughs> I I said Name him a fi- famous Michael Keaton role three times. Um, and then I was like, oh, I can't say that. He's on strike. <laughs> and I think it was funnier to leave it in, but I understand why you've cut it. <laughs>
0: um. So my plan was... Yeah, sure. Hit me. So my plan was... No, I mean hit me. No. <laughs> That's another movie. <laughs> so my plan was... We would just like start the podcast and we'd do the podcast. And maybe we'd like take a little bit of time before we really get to introducing ourselves like we did last time. Uh-huh. But then we get to the part where we do all the outro rigmarole. Uh-huh. And then I would, I would try to purposefully postpone us getting to the, the thing that we say to end of the podcast. Sure. A couple minutes. Okay. And so then I, like last time. I would cut it at a certain point where that would be the start of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you, they, people hear Bella Lugosi's dead. Right. Okay. And okay. Then, okay. Okay. So. But so, now I guess that, that little thing, I don't even know if it was enough time to, like, actually have all of Bella Lugosi's dead start under it to do the timing. <laughs> I don't think so. I think, I think this is the post Bella
1: Lugosi's dead segment right now. Okay. I think, I think we're just getting our sea legs under us. Because also,
0: I'm No, not... but the post-Bella Lugosi's yeah. Dead segment is the entire podcast right now. Because right now we're doing right. the non-homophobia zone. Right.
1: Okay. I see the issue. I see the issue.
0: Can I talk about... So what we really have to worry about is what's the pre-Bella right. Lugosi's Dead part. So the thing that you said... And so a... what I was going to do this time is that we would do the whole... Like, outro stuff. Uh-huh. And then I would immediately launch in like, you'd be, like, ready to go. Maybe we even say the thing. Uh-huh. And then I'd immediately launch into, so if you're new here, <laughs>
1: this is how we're doing.
2: <laughs>
1: um, that's pretty good. I'm sorry I've ruined your bit. I will point out that a moment ago. I mean, I
0: can still do the bit. and it's it's still going to be funny for the listener because they're still going to hear the thing at the end.
1: They're, they're not going to hear. They're in nonlinear time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, the thing is... I I have two podcasts that are in non-linear time. they're, They're in linear
1: time, and we're in linear time, but our ideas of linear time are different, and that's the fucked up part. Yeah. I just want to point out that at the start of this, you said we have a certain routine to the way we record. Yeah. And then your idea was... To do something completely different from the routine. <laughs> no, but the thing is, yes, 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 we yes.
0: do have the routine of uh-huh. we do our whole "here's where you can find me" bit, and then we end up talking for another five minutes, and then we actually say the thing that ends the podcast. Okay. And I don't want to do the whole thing where we like talk for a little bit, and then we say the thing that ends the podcast, and we have it, Lenny. I want to continue to break it okay. the way that it's just yes. more of it is happening after Bella okay. goes. done. Okay. Okay.
1: I'm with you. I I see the vision. Yeah. I understand. Um, Can I talk about some podcast business that's not this podcast?
0: Hi, I'm Neve. Uh, you're listening to the non- Non-Homophobia Zone. You've already heard the part where we explain what we're doing here, and also if you're new here what this is. Uh, but we didn't introduce ourselves. So my name's Neve. I'm joined by my constant coast. Autumn. I was about to say M, but then I was like, no. Nah. Mm.
1: I chickened out from it. But speaking of M, I I realized yesterday, maybe two days ago, and I meant to bring it up in the group chat, but then I didn't know how to do it, that never, because, I think because, the SAG after Strike coincided so much with my hiatus from podcasting, that not for even two seconds have Em and I discussed Gotham City Limits. Have you
0: listened to the last... M and me stairwells episode. Yeah, I forget if it came up on that or not, or maybe it was something else, or maybe it was just off mic. M and I have have talked about how Gotham city, li- city limits is like seemingly is just not happening, and M was like, yeah, just the fact that like neither of us have. Initiated that conversation <laughs> is just that that podcast is on hiatus for the strike. Yeah, because like, you will have to figure out something else to do other than watch a TV show that's most likely struck work. Uh huh. And even if it's not struck work, you know,
1: like yeah. the HBO Max like content machine like turns on Batman and you know yeah. Um, I just realized that not once have either of us even spoken about.
0: It. <laughs> So I will just tell you that M already had that realization. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then was just like, well, that's the answer. Yeah. 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 That was kind of when I
1: I think I was I was recording coffee and comic books on Thursday. No, Friday. And I finished that and I was like, oh right, I usually do Gotham on Fridays too. I haven't
0: talked to M about it at all. Oh well. <laughs> the thing I realized is that I currently have three manga podcasts. Yeah. And just having that idea put the idea in my head that it would be funny if when we finish reading the current saga we're in the middle of in Hamskringla, which is we're we're done with this book because we're just fucking tired of these goddamn Norwegian kings. Uh-huh. They suck. Yeah. There's so much less interesting. So you're gonna we move on to like...
1: Vinland saga next. So
0: we were planning to move on to Nibelonglied. Uh-huh. But what if we do Vinland saga <laughs> next? <laughs> I don't think M would like Vinland saga. I think even I I'm, don't. I don't know if I would like Vinland Saga.
1: I think M is more likely to like Vinland Saga than you are, probably. Probably. I think I. I suspect I will fucking love Vinland Saga when <laughs> I get around to it. Vinland Saga very low on my list of priorities, mm-hmm. but it's because I sort of ambiently understand that someday, in the fullness of my life, I will read Vinland Saga and I will love it. Yeah. And so
0: I don't feel like an urgency about it, you know. Yeah, I know very little about Vinland Saga, other than like I've read the actual Vinland Saga sure. about them going to like the Americas, or uh-huh. you know, it would eventually be called the Americas, but sure, it wasn't sure. in the Americas then, but, right, right? And then like encountering native people and yeah, Marigot like, Vespucci of them wasn't a wasn't a Viking. No. <laughs> um. I just noted that I called it the Americas, and it, like, wasn't even that at the time. Right. That's just what we currently call it. Anyway. Yes, yes. Um, that, and I, I, at one time, just, like, encountered a number of names from Vinland Saga, and seeing those names, which are, like... I know Leif Erickson's, like, one of the main characters, or perhaps the main character's dad. I looked up the, um, list of characters, and... While most of the, like, basically all those names are like, you know, Viking names, quote unquote, or like mm-hmm. old Norse names, it's still inaccurate because there's not like 20 guys whose name all starts with Thor. You got Thorier, you got Thorarin, you got Thorfin, you got Thoror, you, <laughs> <like, laughs> you got like, you got like, someone, like, you've got like... Two different, like, Thorfins that have different nicknames, that they only say the nicknames half the time. And then, anytime that there's any sort of, like, person in any way related to, to royalty, then you've got, like, fucking five Olives running around. <laughs> <laughs> you've got eight Heralds. Like, they just... There needs to be, like, at least four characters with the same given name. Sure. And I, And um... there needs to be multiple other characters whose names are too similar, where you will get them mixed up unless you actually really care about Vinland Saga.
1: Can I walk you through the Ouroboros in my head of why it's going to be a long time before I read Vinland Saga? Yeah. So, I know I like Vinland Saga, but kind of tied to it in my head for reasons that are unclear to me, even. um, Like, it seems just kind of similar to Vagabond. The Takahiko Inoue... like, story of Miyamoto Musashi. Yeah. And I'm like, Vagabond, I think I'd like even better than Vinland Saga when I get around to it. But before I read that, I kind of, I don't really know anything about Miyamoto Musashi. And I also would like to read Slam Dunk, uh, you know, as other big manga, you know? So yeah. I'm like, gonna do those first. And then also, I'm like, shit, dude. I've read like 15 volumes of Usagi Yojimbo And there's still, like, 20 more I haven't read. And that's not about Miyamoto Usagi. But it is about Miyamoto Usagi. Um, and I have so much Usagi Yojimbo I could read. And so that is why I will... It will be years before I get to Vinland Saga. Because I have been reading Usagi Yojimbo for years, and I still have years left at the pace that I work through it. You know? Yeah. Um... It's, I guess that's not an Ouroboros, because it would somehow get from... It would, somehow it would have crum, to eat its own tail. Yeah. I would have to be like, but I can't keep reading Usagi Yojimbo until I finish Vinland Saga, which is an insane thing to say. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast right now, start reading Usagi Yojimbo. It's the best comic in the fucking world. <laughs> I don't think you'd like Usagi Yojimbo at all. I mean, I still might kind of enjoy it, but... I think you'd like it better than Berserk. Maybe I don't know. I've, I've recently started saying "berserk" instead of "berserk." Yeah. Anyway, I think you'd like it better than berserk. Um, I think you'll like Berserk ninety seven better than you like um Berserk. And uh, I'm really excited to do it on um uh, divey one of these days. Yeah. You know, in the fullness of time. Well. I mean, I
0: think it's still going to be the thing after the. Us reading through the Nana manga is going to take a while. It's going to end, like, right. I th- I think we are going to record the uh, question bucket on, like, my literal birthday. Here's the thing that fucked March. me up, right?
1: And then we're going to do Berserk. The thing that fucked me up is that I'm, like, I knew that was on the schedule for 2024. And I'm, like, 2024? That's, like, a million years away. It's, like, three months away.
0: Yeah, it's the season after Nana.
1: Yeah. But on
0: Nana it, became a longer season.
1: Yeah, now that you're doing a longer season, it will be delayed. Because I think originally we were going to do it in January, maybe,
0: right? Yeah, it's like January or February or something. So, like,
1: it'll be delayed a little bit, but it's not going to be that delayed. We are coming up on feeling no shame about shape, whether changing the phrase. Even Mother will show you another way. Yeah.
0: The thing is, Berserk is still a four-star manga to me. I, th- I think... I've been sitting
1: with it, because um, they recently did a big discussion of War uh, of, of Berserk on War Rocket Ajax. Specifically, they did the Golden Age. I think they're going to do the rest of the series, I'm not sure, but they did the Golden Age recently. And much as I love the Golden Age in the manga, one, I, they were saying Berz, Berserk never gets better than the Golden Age, and that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy talk. Yeah. And two, I think I do just... I think... I straight up like the anime version of the Golden Age better than I like the manga version. If only, if if for no other reason, then I don't have to put the massive caveat of, hey, Wild's there, and you can't really skip those chapters, but you're going to want to. Yeah. <laughs> um. You probably can't skip those chapters. I just couldn't tell you, like, oh, skip two chapters, blah, 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 you know?
0: Yeah. Honestly, there, there's there's stuff in early Berserk that's really important. There's a lot that's not. Yeah, there's a lot of shit that just never comes up again.
1: Be- people talk about Miura as like this master craftsman. There's stuff that gets brought up in th- the Black Swordsman that ends up coming back 20 years later, you know? And it's like... I, I don't know. He probably just had like a list... Of, like a, a huge list of ideas, and he picked like at random to revisit later, you know? Yeah. Or, or, like, like uh, these ideas just, like, sat
0: with him and he continued to develop them, you know? It's probably, it's not... I feel like anybody who, like, is is at least, like, to some degree thinking about the story they're writing and is going for that long is just going to return to things. This is the thing that,
1: like, um, people are, like... Because I, I fell into a hole of watching, like, TikToks about anime this week. And YouTube videos about anime, and it's all power scaling nonsense for the most part. It's all well. Goku during the Boo saga could not defeat Piccolo during the Tournament of Power because blah blah blah, and no one fucking cares, dude. No one fucking yeah. cares. Um, uh, but but when you do get those videos, the like slightly more critical versions of those videos people are always like, oh, well, the thing that makes One Piece so unique is that it's been going this whole time, and there's stuff that happened last week in One Piece that's like a reference to things that happened, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. And it's like, well, sure, other stories don't get to run for 30 years. What, like, other stories don't get to do that. Other storytellers would would do that sort of thing if you let them do that sort of thing. But no one except Oda gets to do that. And you can tell because Miura does that, John Wagner and Alan Grant do that with Judge Dredd, like, you know, the, like, small number of people who get to tell such long-running stories, this is a commonality between them all. It is not some unique aspect of One Piece. It's just that One Piece is the only thing that's lasted this long. Yeah. I guess... I guess... I don't think Case Closed does this. I don't think Golgo thirteen does this. But those are things that are explicitly sold on you could pick up any volume, any chapter and be able to follow it, you know.
0: Yeah. So. <clears throat> I pulled this up just so we can yeah,
1: yeah. reference. We can we can talk about Ikoko Nikki if we want, or we can keep
0: rambling, you
1: know. I'm
0: not We're pre- like in the manga
1: yeah. talk here, but
0: any other manga you've been reading this week? Um, not really. Um, I mean, there's Blue Period, which I'm trying to, like, keep up on, but... One, that was something that I would sometimes read at work Uh on my lunch if I wasn't doing, like, Around the Long Fire reading or something like that. If I either had Around the Long Fire or, like, I read Ikokuniki. So, um... I don't know if I'll be keeping up on it quite as much, just because like everything I'm doing, yeah. basically, is MAGA now. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Um,
1: I I mentioned this on the Coffee and Comic Books that'll be going up, that I recorded yesterday. But listeners, you'll be hearing in probably a couple days from now, I would expect. I don't know quite when I'm going to get that edited and put out. But um, I've just been in the Shonen Zone. To the to the extreme I've been watching dbz I've been watching hunter hunter I've been reading hunter hunter I've been reading pistol the North star i, I oh thank you <laughs> you saying good job just there yeah I thought you're you were congratulating me on not saying Hokuto no kim <laughs>
0: no. like the fucking... it was for the it was for the hunter hunter yeah it' was a callback to last yeah 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 Last week, I guess, because I I didn't think through the schedule correctly when we first did that one. That's fine.
1: Um, Gave us a chance to decide on Ikoko Nikki. So for me, Ikoko Nikki was um, like a much needed change of pace, um, especially just being able to... I put down this volume in like 45 minutes, I think. Like, it was so breezy.
0: Um, Yeah, I read it over uh, my lunch break, which is, like, especially the, like, reading time I get is, like, an an hour at most. Um, And that also included, like, the group chat was talking a little bit, so I was distracted. I feel like sometimes I'm a little bit slower reading manga than some people. It depends. Well, also... also, There's people who, like, really study the art, and I'm not at that level. I, like, want to keep the pace of the the manga going. Yeah, I I put this away in 45 minutes
1: because, like, I had accidentally left my phone in the bedroom and I was reading on the couch. Yeah. Like, if the phone had been in the same room as me, this would have been a 90 minute affair. Yeah. You know?
0: And I'm also, like, eating some, like, oh, I got to, like, do this and set it down for sure, a sec or whatever. Sure. But it's still, I mean, I read this and I was like, I think we can do two volumes. Cause... I think we
1: can do two volumes next time, too. Yeah. Um, we should tell people what it is, and we should give some broad impressions. Um, I feel like broad impressions ties into a little bit of like the pace thing we were just talking about, so I just want to maybe get that out of the way first. Um, I liked this first volume. It did not really get its hooks in me yet. I'm like, I can see why other people responded so much to this, and I could see maybe the story, like as it develops, maybe I'll be a little more into it. But reading this first one, I was like, it's not clicking for me. And I kind of wish we had done two, maybe, you know, yeah. just to give it a little more time to breathe. Yeah. Um, I think it pacing the show, it makes more sense to do one. But, like, just for my personal investment, doing the one didn't really, you
0: know. Yeah. I think, two part of it, I wanted to do one volume and then see. Right. And, like, on, on Ghost Divers, we tend to go really long talking about things. Uh-huh. And... We were we were talking about what's the pace that feels right, and at one point I thought about we start with like volume one because that's two standalone things, and then we do two volumes after that. And I was sitting and I was like, I I believe that we will be able to like do that. But that feels like especially for Nana which is just a densely packed manga. Yes. Yes. That feels like a lot of content to get through. Also knowing who Connor and I are, also knowing that I deeply deeply love Nana, that I'm not yeah. going to, not going to if I'm doing this big project, want to like you don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to feel like I'm not hitting things that I want to talk about yeah. for time. This, and so on the other hand, but we were also talking maybe. about one like one volume Per episode, feels good. We might end up with shorter episodes. That would be fine to me. However, if we do that, that season is going to be twenty-three episodes long for sure, including the intro and the question bucket. Yeah, and that's just that's a very long season. We we've like our especially, long seasons have been like twelve, especially at the it's bi-weekly the pace longest. that you go. Yeah,
1: you know, if you were doing weekly, that's, that's like a one year. Thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, which I'm. Part of me is fine doing Nana for a year, but I'm also like, we should find something in between. So we're doing like, we're still doing the one volume to start because mm-hmm. I just think it's so standalone, and then it's going to be like, uh, you know, approximately six chapters, which is like a volume and a half. Okay. Well, that when makes we get sense. to the end, it will be the two volumes because one, I think, like the pace of reading it speeds up a little bit at that point, and also I kind of want us to be able to like talk about all that stuff together. Sure. So. Sure. Sense. I feel Um, like that's a good. I feel like
1: that's a good pace.
0: But if people are, do you want to see? If you go to exportod.io/slash diving schedule. Oh yeah, yeah. If people want to know exactly, because there's some where I like slightly shifted where the chapter is, because there's like long bonus chapters, so it's not always six chapters. And sometimes I was like, we should. I like look through my volumes, and I was like, we should end here instead of here. Sure. Um. But yeah, this this felt one. The, the pacing was faster, so it didn't yes. have that density of stuff happening in it. It's a very like,
1: it's a very light book, not in the thematic sense of the word, but in the sense of like, these it, are three panel, five panel pages at the most. Yeah, And um, like the author wants you to turn the page. The author yeah. is deliberately like doing things in a certain way to keep the pace moving. Uh, yeah. which I can get maybe a little more in detail on some stuff I was noticing um, in a minute.
0: Yeah. And I, part of going into this too is, and it was a thing that I was slightly surprised by, but also kind of makes sense when when I started figuring out more of what's the actual premise, which is that I think, at least so far, it feels like it's actually borrowing a lot from like slice of life sure. manga stuff. yeah. But the slice of life is not like, oh, here's this idyllic high school life, or, oh, here's, like, friends hanging out, or, you know, the slice of life Yuri stuff, where it's just, like, cute and sweet, and it's, like, oh, she's coming over to my house for the first time Mm -hmm. today, or whatever, and that's, like, what the slice of... This is a slice of life of, like, your parents died in a car crash, and now you're, like, living with your weird aunt.
1: And your aunt is, like, a 35-year-old with depression.
0: Yeah. And... But then it's still the slice of life of, like, but then, like, what are you cooking today? And, yeah. like, your friend texts you saying, like, hey, are you doing okay? Yeah. And then you, like, debate with your aunt and your aunt's friend uh, about, like, how do I respond to this? What does this mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a it's a more somber uh, and less just, like, everyday life thing. Yeah. But it's still, is, like, in the slice of life mode where there's a lot of attention paid to just, like, meals, and those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, and, like, going to sleep and stuff.
1: I feel like, kind of in there, you gave the elevator pitch, but just to, like, lay it out very, like, plainly. So, our two main characters are Asa, and, um... Lord, I cannot remember the aunt's name. Um, it starts with a K, I want to say. Mm. Um, so, so, Asa is a 15-year-old girl... Her parents were suddenly killed in a um car accident. And um oh, Macchio. Macchio, thank you. Um, she is taken in by Macchio. Macchio is her aunt who had a very contentious, possibly like um like a very contentious relationship with her sister, Asa's mother, you know? Yeah possibly the thing that's being hinted at here in this first volume is that like uh, Asa's mother was abusive toward Makio that's the thing I was kind of picking up Um, but we'll see where that goes you know how we maybe feel about that as it goes on Um, and so like Makio um, is a light novel author and um, she had a very successful series some years ago but now she's like kind of like grinding out, writing these things every day and not getting too many sales and kind of feels like she doesn't know what she's doing with her life a lot of the time, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, she takes in Asa and now it's like oh, I have to be responsible for another human's well-being. And I didn't, I just jumped into it because um, I felt like it was the right thing to do, but I was not prepared for it, just like mentally emotionally um and like we see them over the course of this first volume trying to just be honest with each other about where they're at i feel like is the big thing yeah um uh and as i'm saying all that i like the book a little bit more than in the moment of reading it you know? Yeah. As I'm talking about it, I can see the meat on the bones that I maybe wasn't, like, getting while well, reading.
0: And the thing that I was getting while reading, and this is, this is the biggest thing of, like, I can see this manga will end up being something I really like. Yeah. But that right now... And it's at this thing where like so much of it is in like these small interactions and these little like reflecting on the things that each other said, uh-huh. um, and a lot of it is like kind of focusing in on just sort of this like starting of this relationship and these little like mm-hmm. um, almost like what did somebody mean by that when they said that those sorts of things, and that but there's like it, it it feels shallow still, like it feels like there yeah. is depth there. And that depth is interesting, and you can see it under the surface, but it's not going to it yet, and I want it to get, like, messier, yeah. and maybe it will, and the reason why it's this way right now is reflecting how, like, both of these characters are, like, trying to be more honest with each other about where they're at, but they are still, like, functionally strangers. Mm -hmm. They are trying to open up to each other, and, like, across other volumes, they are going to open up more, and then maybe we're going to get more into the meat of, like, you know, what was the relationship with... You know, Asa's mother, Makio's yeah. sister. Yeah. Um.
1: It sounds like maybe Asa had a weird and, relationship with her mother, too. Yeah,
0: but also in this way where, like, Makio just says, like, that she's, like, kind of happy that her sister's dead. And, yeah. like, admits that to Asa. Yeah. And then there's, there's parts where, like, something will come up. And Makio will think of it as being, like, will almost, like, have, like, a little flashback panel of, like, being told that.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: having like a in- more intense, like seemingly aware of, like this is why I do not like this woman. Mm-hmm. And then also will be like, oh, that's like something that, like pressure. That's like something mom would say. Yeah. But it's like not necessarily fully aware, maybe that she is like also being treated this way. Because when you're a kid, like it's just kind of what you know. Yeah. And, like it sometimes doesn't take until adulthood that you like really understand and process. Yeah. There's a... these things I were going, I was going through. Was actually, like, not normal or was not, like, healthy for me. One of, one of my favorite moments,
1: um, like, subtle, like, little twists of the knife in this in this volume was a moment where Asa sees Makio and her friend laughing and is like, I've never seen adults laugh before. Because I've spent my whole life around, like, my parents were very, like, buttoned up and pushing me to get good grades. Yeah. Um and you know teachers and stu and principals that would say maybe is a private school or maybe is just like a you know like very intense middle school in the way that like I don't know anything about what japanese middle schools are like but i read about them in manga a lot and it seems intense sometimes
2: you yeah. know <laughs> um,
0: um and so yeah the moment of her being like adults laugh yeah or
1: or or she and says then... something
0: well I also like that yeah. moment too, because then I forget if it's Macchio or a friend, but they like kind of joke of like, oh, you haven't seen failures of adults before, right
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you haven't seen um, burnouts like a... yes <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, the other thing um kind of similar to that moment, and it might have been in the same chapter, was um, Asa says something and makio's like oh when you say that it hurts my feelings and asa's like adults have feelings that can be hurt yeah (laughs) what (laughs) um and 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 then we also get there like makio says something of oh it makes sense that your mother wouldn't have showed you that side of her so like makio knows that like you know, her sister is a person who with feelings who can be hurt because Makio has known her since they were both children, you know? Yeah. But then Asa only knows this very particular side of her that is getting presented as a parent. And these are all things that, yeah, I'm like, I'm excited to see where they go as we're talking about it. I'm like getting a little more excited because I'm sort of unpacking all the things that I'm like, oh, that's probably going to get developed. That's going to get yeah. developed.
0: But right here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah and i the knowing that people like it i'm assuming that it gets more into the the weeds yeah. of that cuz i i think the danger is that it stays in the slice of life mode where there's these little tiny moments mm. and maybe you start uncovering more in the process but i want a part where i want a part where it it doesn't necessarily have to go to like the stuff that i love in nana but where it does become like People are, like, having trauma on the page. Well, here's the
1: thing about this book versus Nana in particular is that this book, at least in Volume 1, these are two very conflict-averse people. Yeah. And Nana is a book of a bunch of people who are ready for conflict.
0: (laughs) I mean, I
2: I think Hachi's
1: a little conflict-averse. Hachi is conflict-averse. Uh, Nana is high conflict at all times, ready to burn down her whole life at a moment's notice, (laughs) and is sort of an engine of chaos that sort of sweeps everybody up into it. Yeah, I love
0: her. She's just like me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, 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 Something about the art. I mentioned earlier that this is like such a page turner. Something that I really appreciated about the art, um, and it was something similar to what we talked about with Hunter Hunter on Coffee and Comic Books yesterday, um, is there's very, like, suggestions of backgrounds. Um, th- it's very, like... Like, uh, there's a bit where they go to a Starbucks, and, like, there was one panel that really jumped out to me, where it's, like, they've been in this Starbucks for, like, three pages, and this like third page or whatever it was is almost all them talking. And then there's like one panel where it zooms out enough and you see like two rectangles and a little, like like two rectangles on the wall. There's no drawing of the wall. It's just negative space. And then like, like a little table here. And you're like, with like three shapes, the author has done just enough to suggest oh, they're in a Starbucks, you know? Yeah. And there's, like, like a messy bookshelf where, like, there's the outline of a bookshelf and then kind of just, like, here's some rectangles for, for books, you know? And I'm yeah. not gonna, like, neatly lay out every single book on the shelf. It's kind of just, here's a, here's a little scribble. You understand there's books there. And if I wasn't pausing to appreciate the art, if I wasn't, like, slowing down, the suggestion is so powerful, um... It's really impressive the way that she can do that to keep you reading the yeah. stuff that does matter, you know?
0: Um, and I think, like, to to return to Berserk, and yeah. there's, there's other, like, um, manga as well that does this, where, like, and I think, like, Clamp is one of the few that, like, rides the line for me where you sometimes yeah. get these, like, really overflowing detail pages, but it feels like this explosion of, like, intense emotion and in the way yeah. that, like... Songs and musicals function. The way that, like, clamp detail
1: works is that it's an emotional space and not a physical space. Yes.
0: You know? Um, but there, there's some manga where I feel like there's this, like, everything feels polished in this way where you don't get mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And part of what I really enjoy in manga is that, like, uh, and there's comics as well, but, like, mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, American comics even more so lean towards, like, everything is detailed and drawn out. Yes. And especially with yes. colors, I sometimes it's like I want the the author, the person who is drawing the panels to like be guiding me through right. in a certain way. Like what's the stuff that's important to pay attention to and what's the things that are less important. Yeah. And also be able to and I, I think Ikoku Nikki is like good at this as well. It's the thing I love about with like Yazawa eye's art as well, which is that uh Figures are they're not like completely cartoonish, but they are and they're not like constantly elastic in this like very cartoonish way. Mm-hmm. But they are like uh capable of like changing to some degree yeah. in just form in detail in a way where sometimes you might get a less detailed image, but that it still has like the right lines to really evoke some sort of yeah. emotion or gesture or something. And I always find that so much more moving and like to even something that's far fewer lines, but that has this like strong gestural quality to it that's yeah. suggesting this is something that I love about like Dave McKean comics, mm-hmm. uh, his, his like big cover things that are the whole like Photoshop montages or whatever, or like, uh, mosaics and stuff. Yeah, Those are like, whatever. Yeah. But when I read his actual comics, there's such this like gestural, like, everything kind of has this ability to move around and suggest feelings and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I I always find that so much more interesting because I I feel like I'm getting more conveyed. And there are some things where I feel like there's like, everything feels on model constantly, and because of that, it like, loses that, uh... It loses, like, a certain life or energy that gives the sense of, like, emotion or, like, movement happening. And, 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 and... The, the mangaka behind Ikoko Nikki, I
1: think, uh, Yamashita Tomoko, um, she does, I assume she, I don't know. I have no reason for assuming that. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, she, she does this really interesting thing. I was noticing the way that she does hair is a particular thing that she's using to draw your eye to the figures. Yeah. Because like, like especially for Asa and Makio, but to a lesser extent, the other characters as well. There's like this, I don't know quite how she's doing it. I assume this is digital, but it looks like the hair is done in like watercolor type thing, you know? Yeah. Um, And so it's like this, like the the color, it's it's just black and white, but it feels like there's color on the page in a way that like, there's so much negative space here that it draws your eye right to the figure. And then the face it itself you know she's then able to draw in like varying levels of detail you know maybe for a close up it's like you know really rendering out everything maybe for like um you know a dialogue where you get both the characters in one panel it's a little less detailed you know yeah um she also does um like for for the friend um for for makio's friend does these just like here are just some wavy lines. It was. It's very reminiscent of like the way that uh, Naoko Takeuchi will draw hair um, in Sailor Moon. Of just like here's some lines. You kind of know yeah. what's going on. You know. Yeah. Um. Uh. And so like, and that just sort of like you. It's still a distinct look that grabs your eye, but it doesn't like grab you in the same way that like Asa and Makio do because those are supposed to be your focal characters. You know. Yeah. It's a really like nice little subtle thing that she's doing i think yeah. um uh,
0: yeah yeah so i i enjoyed it but it yeah it's also the thing of like if it just keeps on keeping on with this uh-huh um I'll, I'll still enjoy it but i'll probably find it a little bit boring yeah but i feel like i feel like this is the start and it it feels sort of distant yeah. And not really getting into the meat of things cuz the characters are distant and not ready to get into the meat of things.
1: I also um kind of related to that. The first chapter is like maybe a week into them living together. It's a little vague. We're kind of like we're kind of like jumping back and forth in time. It's very readable, you know, I think. Yeah. It's very easy to understand. Oh, this is the day of the funeral. This is the day after the funeral, you know, that sort of thing. But we're jumping back and forth in time. And the first chapter being, like, a week later, and you're seeing them start to adjust to each other. I understand why she did it that way, but I think the second chapter is so much stronger. And I think the second chapter... Because the second chapter is... The funeral is, you know, you... Because you don't get any of Makio's interiority in the first chapter, basically. You only get Asa's, which, like I say, I understand why you make that choice, I think the second chapter ends up being a better introduction to the series. Yeah. Um, once you get Makio's perspective, once you get like the immediate aftermath of the funeral and the, t- the taking her in, you know, um, I just felt like that was where I was like, okay, I'm starting to see the vision here in that second chapter. Yeah. Um, and then I also liked, I, I particularly like, I think the fifth chapter in this volume was, um, Uh, Macchio meets up with one of her old flames and is like, hey, you're the responsible person I know. Uh, I took in this kid, and I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. He's like, well, have you become her legal guardian? Have you gone and, like, dealt with all the bills? Have you canceled all the old accounts? Have you done this? And she's like, fuck, dude. Yeah, what are you doing
0: with the house? Right.
1: And she's like, I I don't know. He's like, well, do you want to keep paying a mortgage that you're not... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I
0: I thought that was a really good... Because it's not... Well, and then also in that, the reveal of, like... Uh, also you contacted me and I like wasn't really interested and then you said it's like you you have a 13 year old like girl who you're like trying to figure out how to be a mom to you yeah. and now I'm interested because like we fucking broke up because you don't want to be a mom
1: right right you have commitment <laughs> issues and that's why we broke up and then you went and made the biggest commitment that a person could make <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and 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 him saying, "I was a little bitter when I yeah. found that part out. Like him just being like, Yeah, I was a little annoyed at you. <laughs> I thought that was good. also, also, just then, in like the final page of the volume, getting like there's a little chapter illustration type thing of like, uh, all the characters posing and he's one of the characters. I'm like, oh, cool. This guy's going to keep hanging around. We're going to keep yeah. getting like Macchio, uh fucked up this relationship somehow. We're going to keep pressing that <laughs> button. I'm into it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, another thing I liked in that chapter too is the part where uh, and he's like, and what are you doing with like rent on your current place? And she's like, Oh, I bought it. And he's like, what? It's like, yeah, it was when we were together. Like I got all that money from that one book deal. And I was like, well, maybe I'm not going to have this forever. So I'm just going to buy a like one room apartment that I'm just going to own myself. But then I was like, I don't want to tell people about this. Cause they'll think it's weird. <laughs> And I'm yeah. like, I already know why your relationship failed. Yeah, girl, you bought a
1: one-bedroom apartment in the middle of Tokyo. You're like, well, this is the only place I can live for the rest of my life. I'm 30, and I know what the rest and of then, my life is going to be.
0: And then you you didn't tell your boyfriend at the time, I understand why you broke up. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd be weird about it. No, it's way weirder that I'm finding out six years later.
0: <laughs> That's the weird thing. Yeah. Also the detail that he still reads all of our books. Yeah. Yeah.
1: My man is down bad. My man is down atrocious. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I say, as we were talking about it, I feel like I'm a little more like I feel like it moved from three stars to four stars to in my estimation as we've been talking, you know, yeah. Um, and I can see how maybe I end up being at like five stars by the end of the series. Not that I need to numericize everything, but just to give listeners like a feeling of where I'm at.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Um, so we'll do two and three next time. Um, and we're only at 45 minutes, so we should probably find something else to talk about. But also I work at 5am, so I don't know.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. I've been I've been exceedingly boring lately. I've been... I mean, the biggest thing is last month, mm. in between, and I know we, we are we are well into August now. Yeah, we um, are almost done with August. Yeah, July was a train wreck for the both of it's us. It's August 20, but Yeah, July, there was just so much, like, you know, various trips that we went on, like that I went on. um... All of that stuff adding up to, like, my podcast schedule also just got weird and fucked up. uh uh-huh. um, And then I also didn't plan stairwells very well this time for when mm-hmm. we're supposed to be recording. Yeah. So we did two weeks back-to-back when it's supposed to be a biweekly. And then it was also the week that Connor ended up being sick when we had to record Ghost Iris, which I don't fault him for. He was just sick. But we then recorded on Thursday, and it's fine. I got it edited, and I went to bed, and it wasn't even that late. But I did, like, turn that episode around, like, literally that night. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, like, this week in particular is just, like, I recorded Thursday. or I recorded Tuesday. I recorded Wednesday. I recorded Thursday. You had Friday off. I had Friday off, and I, I finally finished the, like, base of the perfect grade unleash RX seventy eight two. Yeah. Um which is like the there's there's a little bit of the gold stuff that they have you do during like the first two layers or whatever. Which is not like the rest.
1: We were originally gonna record this podcast yesterday, I think.
0: Yeah, we were.
1: Yeah. And then and then something came up and we ended up rescheduling to today. But you were about to do like four podcasts four days in a row.
0: Yeah. Um and I, I, I realized how much my schedule has just been like kind of weird and fucked up from yeah. various stuff because then I was like filling out in my little planner and I was like, oh, next week I only have to record three pocket. The week after that, I only have to record two. <laughs> um, and there's not like a whole bunch of stuff planned. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, um.
1: Sh- I should give people a little life update on me. Um, I'm not going to give you, the listener, the full nitty-gritty on this, but I'll just give you, like, quick and dirty. So, um, I got a message on Thursday that I do not... I'm not going to say, yes, I definitely have this job that I interviewed for, but it is
0: seeming... I got an encouraging message. You got a message that suggests in my reading of it that you are still in the running for that job. Yes. And that they were messaging you to make sure that you hadn't decided that you didn't want it. Right. Or that you got a different job or whatever. Right. So that they would know to still keep you in the running. Yeah. So like knock on wood that that comes. And also the other,
1: the, the way bigger thing, cause I felt very confident leaving that interview. I felt like I'm, I got this. I, uh, this is in the bag. You know, I crushed it. Um, so getting that encouraging message, that's one thing. The big thing there was that I found out I was under the impression I would get a decision in four weeks. And then they told me two weeks. And I'm like, well, shit. All right. So there's like this potential of me being out of my current job within a month, which is very exciting to me. Very exciting. We will see. Lots of ifs. You know, lots of if this, then this, then if, blah, blah, blah. So the other thing that I found out on Thursday (laughs) was that my therapist
0: quit her job without notice. You woke woke up to go to therapy and checked your email and found out you didn't have therapy. Yeah. Because you don't have a therapist anymore.
1: And then I was thinking about it because... My insurance, if I stay at the company I'm currently at, my insurance changes October 1st. If I do go work at this new place, my insurance probably also still changes October 1st. And the place I was getting therapy doesn't take the insurance I'm planning on having. The um the place where I go to see my psychiatrist, as of September 1st, will no longer take the insurance that I currently have like and so i'm like well i guess i'm just in this weird situation where i'm going to go through september without therapy and it'll probably be fine i will probably find some new therapist in october november at the latest we'll get back on track but it really just i felt like i was on an upswing with my mental health situation lately and then i'm like oh that's a setback you know that's yeah. rough um so uh, yeah, that's just, that's just where I'm at. And, um, I don't think this will lead to more podcast breaks, but I just need everybody to understand
0: mental health might be a little rockier than we thought it was going to be. You yeah. know? Uh, also, I think that we can figure out a way to do every other week for non-homophobia zone. Yeah. He wouldn't say stairwells, but we're not stairwells right now. We're not stairwells right now. Um, but also, your schedule is just very bad for... Yes. Especially recording with me, the person who can't yes. record until, like, 8.30 when my toddler's in bed.
1: That's the other thing, and I don't know that I've talked about this really on podcasts, is that since, like, maybe late June or July, early July, I had a new person at work writing the schedule, and that person schedules me to come in at 5 a.m. every single day that I work. It used to be I was coming in at 5 a.m., two or three days of the week, and then I'd have, like, one mid-shift and maybe one close, you know? Um, And so then it was easier to do stairwells back then because I'd be like, oh, that day, you know, I like, that day I work at 5 in the morning and then the next day I don't come in until noon. We'll just do it that day, you know? But with me being having to work at 5 a.m. every single day, there's just no day of the week anymore that we can record, really, without me giving up sleep. Or... The one day where I don't have to give up sleep, you would have to give up sleep before your big commute to work. So Yeah. um, Yeah, we're just in kind of a bind. But if I get this new job, we basically will have the same work schedule. So it feels pointless to try and change my current work schedule, you know?
0: Yeah. And maybe if I don't get this new job, then we revisit. But If you get this new job, you'll basically have my current work schedule as of last week but not right. my work schedule as of next next week because I'm shifting my stuff like an hour earlier. Right. Because my kid is That's... going to a new school, to public school, uh-huh. which I'm excited about because it's not $2,000 a month. Yeah. Which is way too much fucking money. We were at,
1: we were at the toy store with your toddler earlier and <laughs> the person working at the toy store was like, congrats on being rich now that you don't
0: have to pay for daycare." <laughs> yeah. Um, it's weird because I, I've sometimes talked about this on podcast that just the job that I have now pays more money than I ever thought I would ever make in my life. Uh, it's still nothing compared to like truly rich people. Right. Right. Um, right. There's also a way where I just true, like I have not felt it and it's because I've been paying childcare right. for like the majority of the time, Right. like the, the very beginning I, I sort of had like, oh, I'm making some like decent money. And then we had to pay for uh the amount of money you have to pay just to go to a hospital and give birth is yeah. also ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I like, I don't but... I don't understand how so many people have kids. Yeah. How how do people do this? I don't Now we there was a part earlier today where uh Connor, the people know, mm-hmm. uh, if they listen to Ghost Divers or Pondering Bhutan with Ajichiro Taro, Nachimitsu Boy, we have to say the whole thing because our our manager got really upset that we weren't saying the whole okay, thing every okay, time. You okay. Um, will know Connor. Connor and I, I th- we've occasionally mentioned we used to have a tabletop role-playing group. That group wanted to like have a, a call just to catch up, you mm-hmm. know? Not like we're going to play anything, but because it's increasingly difficult to get everyone's schedules to line up. But. Sure. We did we did a little call today, um, and my Adderall's worn off at this point. So what the fuck was I? Doing? <laughs> <laughs> my I did get an increase in Bir- my Adderall dose, uh,
1: but. birthing a child is expensive.
0: Oh yeah, um, I still don't remember where and like daycare being expensive, and then how this call connect. Oh, I remember. So on that they were talking about like. One of the ways that people do it is that you just have grandparents. Uh huh. Like you have grandparents to do childcare when the kid's really little. Uh, and that's just the thing. I, I, Emily and I have been deprived of the village. That's mm-hmm. just around all of Like, you're like the one person who comes over and sometimes helps with childcare. Yeah. And then her mom will sometimes come. Yeah. And like, but it's a watch trip her, for her mom. Yeah. It's a trip. And it's like specifically like, and we're probably going to have to lean on it more with public school now because there's like more breaks. But, you know, uh-huh. like, spring break for my kid will probably be a time when Emily's mom just has to come and watch for a while. Yeah. Summer, we're gonna have to figure out like that's where we will be paying some money for like a day camp or whatever. But sure, um, it's it's wild, but I'm like the amount of I feel like I'm just getting like a massive raise right now, and it's weird to think about. <laughs> I have like weird trauma about money where if I think about too much money, I just get. Weirded out and yeah. it's starting to happen, so let's move on. <laughs> um, oh, I was gonna talk about
1: because I am, I'm gonna babysit later this week, but we can't talk about the reason that I'm gonna babysit later this week. Um,
0: yeah, because th- it's struck work,
1: yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you catch the Cubs game, <laughs> N- no. <laughs> um, um, was that last night? No, no, I was just trying to fill. Feel- because there was
0: one last night yeah when we didn't record last night because we had to go to an appointment and i drove through wrigleyville um and that's just a a horrible experience after cubs (coughs) pardon um
1: yeah i don't know i feel like i've also been very boring i feel like um like i've been at work i i i tweeted about this yesterday unlocked um I've been in a weird pattern where I'm like, I'm like logging into YouTube to like watch a video or two, right? And then it's like, I'm watching like three or four and it's, it's not, it doesn't feel good, you know, or like I've been on TikTok more and I'm like, let me look at TikTok until it's 7.55 right now. I'll look at it till eight. And then it's like I look at it till eight fifteen and I'm like, I didn't enjoy that extra fifteen minutes. But I also am just having a hard time breaking myself out of it. Yeah. And I'm not gonna beat myself up over it because ultimately I'm I'm allowed. I deserve to rest and watch mindless TikToks or or stupid YouTube videos about who could kite from Hunter Hunter beat Vegeta in a fight or whatever.
0: I'm allowed. I know what all those words mean.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, it, Kite is a character in Hunter x Hunter.
0: No, he's, he's a character in Hunter Hunter.
1: Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like... Yeah, it's just been like a bad cycle. And it's also just... It means I don't have things to talk about on podcasts. Because yeah. what I've been doing is watching Dragon Ball Z. You don't want to hear about Dragon Ball Z. The listeners... Probably want to hear about Dragon Ball. Z, I'm not gonna lie. The listeners, let me. Uh, can I give people a Dragon Ball update?
0: Yeah. I I my uh lack of interest in Dragon Ball last time was partly for show.
1: Yeah, I figured. D- now, because you recall everything about Dragon Ball and you know those series so well. Yeah. Can you remind me what did I say about Dragon Ball in the last episode? So I just make sure I'm not repeating content. Just remind- yeah, I can. <laughs> Would you do that for me right now? No. Would you? <laughs> well, if I remember right, last time I'm not a, I'm
0: not a trained monkey.
1: <laughs> uh, well, if if I recall correctly, last time um I was watching the 25th World Martial Arts Tournament, the 25th Budokai Tenkaichi, um wherein it was like basically um there's this uh, Goku. Has been dead since the Cell Saga, and he's come back to Earth for one day to compete in the Budokai. Or the sorry, the Budokai Tenkaichi. I have been informed that Tenkaichi is the actual like important word there, not Budokai. Sorry, I hit the laptop. But I say Budokai because of the Dragon Ball Z Budokai games from when I was a kid. Anyway, yeah. um, so. Goku's come back for one day to compete in this tournament, and everybody's there, and the first... Like, the first round of the game is supposed to have Goku versus Vegeta, but it gets interrupted. Right, and I was talking about the stuff that I'd totally forgotten about. Like, they go to Babidi's spaceship, and they're fighting all these aliens, and I'd totally forgotten about this. Yeah. So since then, I've gotten to... Um, Majin Buu has been resurrected, um, uh, and... Goten and Trunks have been training to transform into Gotenks. They've done the transformation twice now, the fusion twice now. Um, I love Gotenks. I love Gotenks so much, dude. He's my favorite. What a little shit. Okay. Bratty Child is going to go save the world. Are you interested? Yeah, I know all about Gotenks. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, they all... they all thought that Gohan was dead, but actually he was taken to the world of the Kais, um, and they gave him the Z-Sword, um, and he was like, this just seems like a sword, but okay, I'll try to learn how to use this. And then there was an old guy trapped inside the sword. We're getting into the stuff that I kind of remember a little better, and then the last episode that I watched today before I came over here was um, Majin Buu transforms into Super Buu. Well... Majin Buu... Right. So the thing that's fucked up... The thing that's fucked up... It is
0: fucked up. (laughs) Right?
1: So Mr. Satan goes to Majin Buu's house. And he's going to try to kill Majin Buu, but he realizes that Majin Buu is childlike and innocent. And you're looking at art of Narissa Ravencroft right now.
0: (laughs) I'm totally listening at the same time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Satan goes to Majin Buu's house and realizes... Like, that Majin Buu is not necessarily evil, it's that he was encouraged to do evil by the evil wizard guy, and that if you just redirect Buu's energy to being good, he will simply be good. He's very, like, innocent and childlike in this way. And Buu adopts this dog. And then this Australian guy shoots the dog with a sniper rifle <laughs> it's fucked up <laughs> and and boo manages to heal the dog um and then this guy he's trying to kill boo and he's he thinks that this sniper rifle is going to do it he boo heals the dog and the sniper rifle guy runs away and then later he shoots mr satan boo heals mr satan but at this point he gets so mad that the hatred and anger he feels splits into Evil Boo, and then Majin Boo is left with like the purified goodness of, of Boo's heart. Um, but then Evil Boo um, consumes Majin Boo, and they transform into Super Boo. Uh, I'm excited because last time I talked about feeling like the Super Boo and the Kid Boo stuff went on way too long... And I only have, like, 25 episodes left of DBZ Kai, so that just cannot be true. <laughs> there is simply not that many episodes for this to go on way too long at this point. You know? Yeah. Um. So, pretty... I knew this, t-
0: but I didn't want to ruin it for you.
1: Re- right. You understood all of this. Yeah. Um. Much like a new type, you looked at the episode count and just apprehended everything. In no, the it's because
0: I've seen them so many times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um... And, and yeah, I do think Super Buu is like not a very exciting villain. I think it's mostly in the vocal performance. I think um, I think he's just kind of too brutish to be interesting. Um, I I miss the fags that were Perfect Cell and uh, Frieza. Um, I miss the queer coding. Um, but we'll see. You know, he's gonna fight Gotenks. He's gonna fight Gohan's gonna get his potential unlocked by the Grand Kai. Um, you know, there's going to be stuff. Uh Yeah. Hope, hopefully it closes out well. And even if it doesn't close out well, I think I'm still pretty darn positive on the Boo saga. I've seen a lot of people on the internet hate the Boo saga. I think it's better than the Namek stuff. It's not as good as the Saiyan arc. It's not as good as the, the Cell saga. It's not as good as the Android saga. But I think it's probably better than the Namek stuff. Yeah. So, um and, and, and I, I the Namek stuff's pretty good until it gets bad the the Namek stuff is only bad for like the last little stretch of it basically so
2: yeah
1: um anyway, I'm done talking about dragon Ball now. Um, who's your favorite dragon Ball character?
0: um I mean I like trunks. I,
1: man trunks is so good. Trunks is also my
0: favorite character. (laughs) I fucking
1: love that homosexual. (laughs) It does not matter what timeline he's in. Mm -hmm. He wants to fuck one of Goku's sons. (laughs) Yeah. I love him so much. Uh, He's got a sword. It's important. Um, Should we end the podcast or do you want to talk
0: about something else? I'm I'm fine with whatever.
1: I, d- I don't have anything to
0: riff on really, you know. Yeah. Um the the we've talked about this on around the long fire that right now I think this will change a little bit as I like just am not constantly doing podcast homework and then podcasting, mm-hmm. which is just what my life is or going on like a trip that takes like a few days. Yeah. And then
1: that's the thing is, I feel like you've just been on so many trips, and that's yeah, also like, why it's condensed like, your podcast schedule so much.
0: Yeah, like, my, my, um, I mean, it didn't, like, affect podcasting, but it still affected, like, kind of stuff what I was doing during the day on the weekends. Sometimes I might do a little bit of reading or something, and there's, like, a little bit of downtime. Uh, that last weekend got interrupted because my brother and his family came, which was nice. It was fun, like, you know... It was great seeing my kid being able to see play with their cousins and stuff. Um, I did have like a really bad migraine the second day, which was most like it was kind of unfun for me, but it was more important to me that like my kid can play with their cousins and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but I did slightly feel bad because I was just like not talkative at all mm-hmm. to anybody that day because I was just like kind of going through it. Yeah. Um, and turns out, like, a, a loud aquarium is not the best place to be when you're having a migraine. Yeah, you don't say. Yeah. Um, but it was fine. But it, all of that stuff is just, like, made... And then my stuff at work that I've talked about previously, where I changed teams, and, like, just what the work is is different. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's the same... My job title has not changed. My, like... Supposed job responsibilities have not changed, but the products that I am working on mm. have changed. And because of that, just like what my day-to-day is like is different now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So that has also been slightly destabilizing. Um, I think the stuff with Adderall has been good for mm. me overall, but it's also still like a thing that's just changing how I'm like feeling day-to-day mm. from what was normal. And I think it's been a beneficial change, but... Yeah,
1: it's a change.
0: Yeah. I, I'm also... Psychologically, I, like, deeply need stability, and I've, I've kind of been lacking it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so the main way that I've responded to it is, one, I am, like, trying to stay on top of podcasts, but also work, I've been, like, feeling unstable where I don't really want to listen to something where oh. I want to pay attention, like friends right. at the table. Right. Or a friend's podcast where I actually really care about the stuff that they're saying. Mm-hmm. And I, like, want to follow along because I care about the every all the media that they're talking about or whatever. Yeah. Even, like, how intently I was listening to you talk about Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think that... Yeah. 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 Um, and so most of the time when I'm at work, I've just been having Neurista streams on at, like, 1.5 x speed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and the thing about VTubers is they're not that interesting to talk about a ton. Uh-huh. There's not, like, much critical work that I can do there. Um, cute girl plays video games and talks and has, uh, like, basic-ass taste in things. Yeah. That's VTubers in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, And you just, like, find one that works with your brain. Yeah. To just be a pleasant time.
1: Yeah. I don't yeah. watch Ina's streams super often these days, but when I do it's like yeah, I do just like she's quiet, she's drawing, you know. Yeah. She's a little silly sometimes. Yeah. Um
0: and I that this is maybe makes sense why I like podcasting so much. Uh I, I think that clippers do not understand What's mm-hmm. endearing about Narissa? Because they'll they'll find like the one part in the stream where she said something kind of sus, mm-hmm. and then it's like they'll like have the horniest art possible for the the art or whatever, right? Um, and it's because she like very intentionally joked about like oh this character in whatever Hollow game, mm-hmm. Hollow Cure, Hollow Cure saved the fans. Um, the the Risu, she throws around around a lot of nuts. And sure. so she was making jokes about nutting. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah, everybody yeah. was reacting as if she didn't realize what she was doing. And it's like, no, she's just, she's making jokes about nutting.
1: Yeah. Because
0: <laughs> she thinks it's funny. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, people picked on it, picked up on it that she wasn't doing it intentionally. But at first they're like, oh, you said nutting. And it was like, no, that's. Anyway, the actual charm is that she'll just like nerd out about stuff. Yeah. Um,. And also is, is deeply desperate for the attention of her senpai, which I I understand. I feel that.
1: <laughs> you? Desperate for attention?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I feel like I had a thought spinning out of that, but I've kind of lost it. And also it's 10 p.m. and I work at yeah. 5 a.m. So maybe we wrap it.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you want me to go first? Or you you go me? first. You go okay. first. Uh, you can follow me at Fox Mom on anything that I'm on. Twitter, if it still exists. I assume it does. I it If this whole thing with, like, you can't block people happens, like, I don't think it can be on, uh, like, iPhones and stuff. What? They're not going to let you block people? So Elon Musk was like, we're, we're working on eliminating the block function, because, like, you know, blocking is... Interfering with free speech or whatever. But if you don't have the very basic, like, a requirement to be a social media app on, like, most app stores. Yeah. Is to have the very, very, very basic, like, harassment prevention method of letting users block other users. And if you don't do that, they will not let you be on there. Right. And so we've had many times of Elon Musk just says some dumb shit and then the company has to do it. But I think this is just one that's, like, if it happens, it's going to, like, really tank this. And I think that someone will talk some sense into him and be like, we have, people have to be able to download the app on fucking iPhones. <laughs> yeah. um, Because. If that doesn't happen, you don't have a social media platform. The reason
1: he wants that is because people block him him and, and, and brands. Yeah.
0: And blue check marks uh, yeah,
1: and stuff. That every time I see an ad, I block yeah. the. Which also means that I don't see Nintendo tweets, which is very funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um...
0: But anyway, Fox Momnia, Twitter, co-host, Blue Sky, Annie List Letterboxd, but I'm intentionally not logging stuff there right now. Mm-hmm. So whatever that thing that you're going to babysit for is not going to be on Letterboxd. Yeah. Well, you can find
1: me on Twitter at Autumnal underscore coffee. That account is currently locked. But as long as you don't have the name of my potential future employer in your bio, I'll, fo- I'll let you follow that account. I'll approve you requesting it. Um, I'm a little more forward-facing on co-hosts these days at Autumnal. Um, uh, I, I would like to pivot myself to being a co-host person. There's a lot of inertia um, to... to and there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons that I don't fully commit to that, but I would like to become a co host person. And the promotion that I do for the podcasts and stuff is primarily there. So if you just want to keep up with the podcasts from my end, co host is probably the best place to do it. Particularly because my main Twitter account is locked at the moment.
2: <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, co host at autumnal autumnal coffee, no underscore, on blue sky. I haven't posted on blue sky since, like, June or something. July. Whatever it was. Um. No, I don't have any problems with blue sky. I just don't have a reason to use it either. Um.
0: I, I will have more of a reason to use it when they make private accounts. Sure. Yeah. Um.
1: But, yeah, that just about does it.
0: Um. Um, Nanahachi is real? Well, people, one, People should listen to my other podcasts. Yes. Ghost divers are going to do Nana.
1: Patreon.com slash export audio to get all of mine dollar a dollar a month gets you this podcast and many others early $5 a month. Hey, $5 a month. You get the backlog of coffee and comic books. You get the backlog of, um, pop town funk. Um, you get some other like goodies that are assorted in there.
0: If you like listening to us talk, you get a podcast where we did a crossover with repertory screenings.
1: Yep. There's also, going forward, I think the first two episodes of our Hunter Hunter content on Coffee and Comic Books will be free in the Patreon or in the public feed. After that, I, I think after the York New arc, everything will be at the $5 tier on Patreon. So if you want Greed Island, if you want Chimera Ant, if you want whatever's after Chimera Ant, I think Dark Continent Expedition or something like that. I don't I don't know anything about I don't know anything about that. But yeah. if you want any of that later Hunter Hunter content and I'm given to understand that people like Chimera Ant quite a bit. So if people want to hear that $5 a month on the Patreon. Yeah. Um,
0: um, and also, uh, there's many beaches to get through. I don't, I've been trying to think of like workshop funny ones. Right, 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 right. Um, we have we have yet. So probably the way to record it is going to be a little complex. And so we want to like within a control environment, test it before I'm like literally on the road. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll test
1: it on like Monday night or something this yeah. week.
0: But if we can get that working. Mm-hmm. then that will be $5 content as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think we're going to do it every single time. You also don't call me every single time I'm commuting. Yeah. but Or like this time. The... Like it, it might be a thing of just like once a month or something.
1: Like we were talking about trying to set it up and I realized, oh, this this setup is going to be slightly more complicated than I can pull off in the 20 minutes before you start driving. More importantly, we spent most of the call me being like, my therapist quit her fucking job today. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, my guess is we'll, we'll just like play it by, by ear. We'll see what the, mm-hmm. there might even be stuff that like we might record and be like, yeah, oh, let's actually not release that one. Cause it turns out that we we're just talking about sad stuff. Yeah. Or whatever. We'll see. But it might be a thing that we'll try to record sometimes and release. Yeah. For $5. If you, if you don't
1: understand any of what this conversation is, just go listen to last week's episode.
0: Yeah. Um, by Way of Beaches,
1: I think is still the... By Way of Beaches, is pretty good. Yeah. Um. Nanahachi is real? Bye. So anyway, if you're new...